Well, greetings and hello. Welcome to Dad in the Trenches. My name is Aaron, and I'm glad you're here today. If you're new to the podcast, a special welcome to you, and of course, for our longtime listeners, again, thank you so much for joining me here on Dad in the Trenches as we seek uh, to bring both encouragement, equipping, and challenge for you and me as dads in the trenches of life. Today's episode's uh, going to be a little bit different, but um, we're going to start out with just a little bit of a story time. Uh, I felt, as I've been preparing for this podcast, that um, I need to share a little bit about my journey with you so that um, it, it you have some understanding as to uh, some of the items that we're going to talk about here a little bit later in the podcast as well. Um, so I want to rewind uh, back to... Uh, early 2000s. Um, this was after my wife and I were married, and we moved uh, from the Midwest to New York City, uh, specifically because God had burdened our hearts to simply be a part of God's movement there, uh, a city that by all means is definitely the the cultural hub and center in many ways of the United States, and uh, could sense that whatever was to happen in that cultural center, the ripple effects could be felt throughout the country. So we saw a great opportunity just for the Lord to move in a place like that. So we, we moved there. I had a, a uh, business background as far as my schooling went. My wife had dance performance in her background. So what greater city than to pursue both those things and also to hopefully be a part of a church plant or a house church plant of some sort. And um, so we moved uh, shortly, I think we were about nine months after we were married, we moved to New York City. Um, long story short, uh, not quite a year and a half later, we ended up moving back. Um, that was, at the very at the very least, a little bit confusing. Um, we had some amazing times in our time there in New York City, where part of a uh, fell in with the church plant uh, that was going on there. Uh, great people uh, love their hearts. It's been fun to actually see just the progression of what's gone on with their church in the last you know decade plus um, with that church plant. But um, you know, for whatever reason, the Lord had us move and move back, and. Um, uh, one of those reasons, of course, was we, we started a family when we moved back. Uh, there were some health things as well that we needed to deal with that that kind of came to the forefront that we discovered after we moved as well. But, um, you know, I was driving. This is I was in my late 20s. I was driving um, up to see my grandparents about, about an hour away or so. And they live in a very rural area. And, uh, you know, the drive there was past fields, a lot of agriculture, that sort of thing. And uh, I, I grew up around a lot of that, and so it's always kind of been one of those moments of ha- being able to have a breath of fresh air as you're driving through the country, seeing wide open spaces, and um, was just talking to the Lord, kind of laying out all of the things that were confusing, the frustrations, and um, he said, take a look around you. What do you see? What do you see here on your left? And I looked, and lo and behold, there was a field that was laying fallow. 
for those of you that maybe haven't grown up around agriculture, don't know the term of a field laying fallow, is simply there's a rotation that farmers are supposed to uh, put their fields in where they plant for a number of years and then for a year or two they just let the field be still. They don't till it, they don't turn it, they don't do anything with it, they just let kind of the, the soil get replenished uh, by laying fallow, that's the term. And uh, I was driving by and I said, well, Lord, I see, I see this large field laying fallow. And he said, yes, you see, well, he said, um, that's much of what uh, has been going on with you in the last handful of years. And it's now time for me to begin tilling the soil. And this has been the starting point of that process. Okay, Lord, so on we move uh, into, that was late 20s. Moving into my 30s, we started a family, um, and that was really when I would say a lot of my uh, issues started emerging. Fast forward a little bit to uh, 2016 rolls around. Uh, my wife had began having some health issues that surfaced. Uh, then also in early 2017, my oldest uh, son uh, landed in the, the PQ, the, the pediatric ICU, um, with a kind of out-of-the-blue uh, disease that honestly uh, was not in our family line, nothing that we could have seen coming. And really it was in the midst of 2016 and 2017 when kind of Dad in the Trenches was something that was born in my heart. Of I literally, I'm sitting in the PQ watching my son uh, come back into health and... Um, thinking and feeling, boy, this is just, I'm just in the trenches of life. I just kept going over and over, and that's kind of when these ideas begin to surface of reflecting back over the last decade at that point of, wow, there's been a lot of tilling of the soil of my heart. I've gone from laying fallow to being regenerated uh, to now having the, the soil tilled, and him being ready to uh, plant seed and to do, make a harvest out of my life. So moving from there to, uh, it was just a couple of years ago, my wife and I were driving through the panhandle of Texas, and um, again, wide open spaces, <laughs> the Lord and I were having a conversation, and uh, he said, take a look at what's around you, and I said, wow, I see a, a very large tilled field. That's um, a really, really big field there, Lord, it's, it's huge. There's certain stretches I could see further ahead and behind where, okay, there were, there were uh, areas where there was green growth. You know, we came to it as I'm driving along along this stretch. And he's, I said, "Wow, Lord, this next field. Well, this is this is green. It's growing. There's I don't see, you know, I don't see a, a lot here in the way of fruit, but it, it's definitely sprouting. It's you know, a couple inches tall." And he said, yes, he said, you see all this well. That field that you passed that was tilled, um, you're now an older man. And you're now to a point where there's some green growth coming. That field that you passed was very large because you required a lot of tilling. To where then in the next field, he said, see, seeds are sprouting. There's growth happening. And it's, this is part of where, at the end of kind of this, this story, and now coming to present time, 
the Lord wants us to become good soil so that the harvest is plentiful. And what he wants, there's a progression that happens. And it's a progression from moving from death to life, from pride to humility, from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, from being spiritually deaf and blind to finally spiritually seeing and hearing. Now, I'm not going to be uh, one to pretend that I have all this together. I am still a dad in the trenches. My oldest is about to turn 13 this next year. My youngest is still six, so I'm very much smack in the middle of all of this. Um, but I can tell you this, that God has been tilling the soil of my life more and asking for obedience in all areas of life. Um, surprisingly, as I've reflected on this, I've been holding on to certain areas, and he wants me to let go. Jesus in, in John 14, 15 through 24 is talking, and basically to sum it all up, he says, If you love me, you'll keep my commands. And in verse 21 he says, and, and basically if you do this, I will manifest myself to you. I've heard John Eldridge say this before. He said, God wants union with us. Let me say that again. God wants union with us. Sonship, yes. Friendship, absolutely. Lordship, yes. But he actually wants to take it deeper. He wants to manifest in us. This is part of union. And union can't happen with God without full surrender and obedience. Because transformation is the goal. This union that has to happen requires transformation, and we can't hold on to any area of our life and expect transformation to come. I want to talk just here for a minute about transformation. Um, with transformation being the goal, and this comes through union with God, it's not informational. Transformation is the goal, not more information. Society is saturated with information. We're a bunch of cynical know-it-alls in a lot of ways, um, and even in the church. Um, and even along those lines, I, as we talk about transformation versus information, I'm going to walk through four levels of development that I use in my business, a tool I use in my business, but as I filter and have been filtering through the lens of, Lord, where's the sweet spot? What do you want me to do in this next stretch, in this next season? What is it that you have for me with people and your will and your purposes? And he's very much talking to me about transformational change. And so there's four levels of development and that happen. The top level being informing, then coming down to training, then coaching, then apprenticeship. It starts at the top with informing of being that's just purely more informational. It's more inspirational to where when you go down through the levels to training, to coaching, to apprenticeship, it's way more personal and it's way more transformational and impactful. Because in the informing, at the informing level, it can be anything. It can quite honestly, it's a podcast. It's information that's being shared the purpose is broad range and 
informational in its purpose. It's controlled. There's no interaction in that regard. I guess there could be interaction if you have a guest on, but still, you're broadcasting it in a one-way format. So you listening to this day, you're getting information. While yes, we hope that it's inspirational to the point that it brings transformation, the truth is most transformation happens on a much more one-on-one -on -one apprenticeship level or a one-on-one, one-on-four, small group coaching type level. When you move from informing down to training, you can get a little more specific. That's moving from just like a broad broadcast or keynote or that sort of thing to you can have a smaller group, a more hands-on group where the information, yes, is tailored, but there can be more interaction, Q&A kind of thing. Move down the ladder again to coaching. Again, that can be much more in a smaller setting more interactive, more personal, more focused time with Q&A, life experiences, those kind of things. To when you get down to apprenticeship, it's one to three people max. And that's highly personal. And what's interesting is I think through this four levels of development tool, um, Jesus did this. He had the large group of followers that were hundreds or thousands, depending on the scenario and the situation. Then he had the 72 disciples. Then he had the 12. And then he also had the three that were closest to him that he took, and they experienced some of the deepest things and most amazing revelation. And so Jesus himself did this with the, the, the multitudes and the masses, to 72 to 12 to 3. And who are the people that we read the most about or who have written letters in the Bible, we hear the most from or about stories of and who were the most transformed were the three that were closest to Jesus. Acts is full of the accounts of Peter. He was one of the three that was closest to him. So I don't find that to be a coincidence at all that some of those that were closest to him were also the most transformed and who we see and read about simply because transformation is the goal as Jesus can have more union the Holy Spirit can have more union with us in our hearts the more we fully surrender the more transformation that comes and that's part of the goal of this life and this life with God <laughs>
this isn't something that I want you to touch, Lord. <laughs> I have vision for some of this, and albeit this hasn't, it hasn't all panned out as I had hoped to back when I started. I don't quite honestly know what it was going to turn into, but he asked me, he said, will you give this to me? Even if you don't know the outcome. And to be honest with you guys, I'd like to say uh, in my great faith and uh, I was able to just say, oh, do what you want, God, tell me what you want to do. It was a multiple day struggle, to be honest. There's so much more I would love to see happen with Dad in the Trenches and so much more I would like to do, but um, ultimately I want to follow him more. And so this is where things stand as of today. Dad in the Trenches, as you know, it is over. Um, that is the routine, every two weeks, blitz of information that's hopefully inspirational or that hopefully, hopefully has a, a guest that, you know, motivates you to do something, all of that, that that's going to change. That, that part is over. Um, that will come occasionally, but only as he leads, so maybe not at all. But today, the, the dad in the trenches, as you know, it is over, but the new dad in the trenches begins, which is... It's as he wants to do it. It's a limited podcast. It's limited posts. And really the energy that I'm putting forth moving forward is towards transformative activities and relationships. I'm not shutting down the podcast. I'm not taking everything down or off off of social media. I'm not doing any of that sort of thing. Um, but really, as I've come to realize over the last year, uh, through job loss and and then through deciding to start a business and really handing things over to him, my fears, control, and letting him begin to lead me. Um, it has been it has been one of the hardest years in that there's been a lot of loss, but it has been one of the absolute best years because. He's been in charge, he's been in control, and I've been learning how to be more of a sheep and follow after my shepherd. And um, there's no better place. There's just no better place. And so if he says, I want you to give me dad in the trenches, and I want I want to lead you in what that needs to be, um, whether that's to continue it or whether it's not, you know, I'm totally fine with that. I had to come to that point. It wasn't easy. But... Ultimately, I want to follow him more. So, all that being the case, um, I want to I want to give you some key truths that he's been highlighting uh, for me in this recent season, and and truths that I believe we as believers need to grab a hold of to combat the lies of the culture, the enemy, and of really antichrist spirit that's at work in this present day. And so I'm going to go through these, I've got five things I want to go through with you today of um, these keys. The first one we've already hit on, uh, transformation. Transformation is greater than information. The reason being, it's heart over just head. As the scripture reminds us, knowledge puffs up. And so, yes, we're an oversaturated culture with information, um, as we become know-it-alls, we kind of begin to build a wall of pride in a sense, and, and it doesn't lead to great places. And so 
this aspect of life where we're continually seeking to be transformed, not just informed. I'm not saying information doesn't have its place, because Jesus himself said, look, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So there is a place for information, but it doesn't stop there. It's meant to move not only from your head, but to your heart. And so this transformation over information, it points to character. It points to character over accomplishment. And so this is part of it. This is a key truth for us to grab hold of and to let spur out in the soil of our heart. Transformation is greater than information. Point number two, key truth number two, obedience is greater than ambition. Jesus said in John 14, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And this is part of why I'm sharing all of this with you today is I'm seeking obedience rather than ambition, rather than the ambitions and the things that um, I had hoped for even dad in the trenches, hope for what that might be. But um, ultimately, when you're, I'm obedient and when we're obedient, we're fully in his will. We're following and walking after him and the things he's asking us to do. And that obedience is greater than ambition. You know, if over the years I've struggled greatly with this thought of I'm behind Oh, you're being left in the dust by others. Look at what they're doing. You should be more ambitious. You should raise your game. You should do more. And you know what? At the end of the day, when I talk to the Lord about it, He says, no, you're you're right on time. You're doing exactly what I want you to do because I want your transformation. I need you to be obedient first so I can transform you. And what I found in this is that the more obedient I am, the more authentic I can be. Because if all I'm doing is trying to seek ambition, trying to find the shortcuts, trying to put on the face, trying to perform and behave in a certain way that will feed the ambition or to bring those goals to pass, and that's not, that's not it. He wants authenticity. He wants transformation that can only come through obedience. So, obedience is greater than ambition. Number three. Key truth number three. Pace is greater than grind. And this is tied to obedience. If we're obedient, we'll let him set the pace. Galatians 5 Scripture says, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so if I'm obedient, if I'm paying attention, there's a pace that God is walking in, that His Spirit is leading in, and that I need to be following. And this is really hard. This goes back to obedience and ambition because society, entrepreneurs, uh, any quote-unquote successful thought leaders that you read their books, you follow them on social media, you know, all of those things. Uh, headliners, they all say, grind, you know, work 20 hours a day. And you know what? I'm not going to discount that. There may be a place for that or a season. But we have to walk at his pace and be obedient 
to what he's asking for our pace. And sometimes that means it's rest, sometimes it means we need to walk, and sometimes it means we need to run. And his that's his pace, and he'll lead us in, is it time to rest, to walk, or to run? And so grinding all the time is not good, and it's not good for you. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your relationships. It's not good for your health. And so we have to be listening and paying attention so that we can keep in step with the Spirit and walk in His pace. Stress does not equal success. Ironically, what's an interesting question a lot of people ask is, so you staying busy? (laughs) Or it's an answer that you give a lot of times. Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm just so busy. And it's treated almost like a badge of honor. And... You know, quite honestly, as Christians, the, our badge of honor, <laughs> in a sense, the the marker of us as Christians should be the fruit of the Spirit. Peace being one of those fruits of the Spirit. And so if we're always busy, there's not peace. If you're always grinding, there's not peace. That's where pace comes in. We're walking in step with the Spirit and we let Him ha- lead us in pace. He's going to bring about the fruit that He wants. And even if things might be hectic or just be a stressful season, he can still have peace in the midst of that. Because ultimately, he wants us to thrive. He doesn't just want us to survive. And believe me, I have worked through and lived through some seasons where I have really been grinding it out and felt like, boy, I am just surviving right now. And so much felt like it went on hold. There was no peace. There was no joy. Just grinding it out. And that ultimately, I don't believe, is what the Lord wanted. Yes, there were some things I learned in that season, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? That's ultimately not part of his will, because I wasn't following him. I wasn't keeping in step with him for what my pace needed to be. And here's one of the the beautiful things, is that as we're obedient, and as we keep his pace, it allows us to be more present than distracted. And so much of this age is a distraction. Whether it's social media, whether it's the pressures, whether it's keeping up with news, all the things that are continually, we're letting ourselves be bombarded with. But what if instead we went walked at his pace and we found in that rhythm and in that keeping in step with him, he's actually wanting to bring us to a more settled, present place. So you're present with your kids, you're present with your family, present in your work, present with Him, and not distracted. So this is an important one. Key point number three. Pace is better than grind. Number four. Key point number four. Dependence is greater than self-reliance. Dependence is greater than self-reliance. Guys, if I could say one thing to you, it would be this. Do not buy into the spirit of this age, which is self-reliance and secular humanism. Or as a man, don't buy into the idea of stoicism, for it is a tool of the enemy to distract you from this truth that true dependency for the Lord is greater than self-reliance. 
secular humanism, self-reliance, stoicism all depends on you. And you, in a sense, the pulling up your proverbial bootstraps, you doing it all, you just forcing yourself into, whether it's routines and rhythms or mindsets, to make sure that you master yourself and that you have complete sovereignty over yourself and your life as a man or as a believer or whatever that may be. Now it is true that discipline is a part of the equation and that is something that is a means to freedom but it is not meant to bring freedom. It's not a substitute and that's the point. You know Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 you know, tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge Him so that He can make our paths straight. And He says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And so, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Ultimately, it means we're so afraid of not being in His will and undering His covering and care for what might happen to us that we simply turn and keep our reliance on Him. You think about Old Testament reliance, for instance. You think about the manna that fell from heaven while the Israelites were out in the desert wandering around for all these years. Like, God is meant to be our daily bread. We're meant to ultimately be relying on Him. And even in Luke chapter 24, Jesus is... Um, telling his disciples, you know, he's come to the end, he's telling his disciples, don't go out. Wait here, don't go until the Holy Spirit comes. He knew that they couldn't do it on their own. Just like earlier in the Gospels, when he sends them out, he's the one who gives them authority and power to do miracles and to drive out demons. It's not them going and doing it, it has to be him in them, it has to be his authority doing it. And just like in Luke 24, it's His Holy Spirit coming and living in us, empowering us for change and transformation and obedience and all these things. It's not something we can just muster up on our own and be uh, in our humanness, bring about all these things and mastery. There's a deeper work that He wants to do. And in John 10, we're reminded over and over again that we're meant to hear His voice. We're meant to follow Him just like sheep follow their shepherd, and he'll lead us. And this is all aspects of dependence in our life. So dependency is greater than our own self-reliance. And number five, key to number five, intentional is greater than accidental. I talk with uh, my clients and sessions that I do with, um, with companies that so many of us, we live accidental lives. We aren't aware of our tendencies. We aren't aware of our motives. We aren't aware of our desires. Um, we don't really seek to have any sort of pace. As believers, we live accidental. We don't intend to be obedient very much and seek intentionally and seek His will. We don't seek out and submit to transformation. We don't seek to be dependent there's so much of, of life that we just kind of haphazardly go along. But Ephesians 5, Paul's talking to us and he's reminding us, look carefully how you walk. Pay attention to how you're going about. 
have to, all these things that we're talking about, there has to be an intentionality behind being dependent on the Lord, keeping our eyes and our focus in the right place, understanding ultimately where our hope comes from, understanding ultimately where the empowerment comes from, understanding ultimately that we're about, we're going after transformation. Ultimately, that we need to be listening and being obedient and seeking His pace and being obedient in His pace and walking in step with His Spirit. These are all things that are keys to transformation in our life, keys for walking in step with the Lord and that will combat both the lies of the enemy and the culture and that will combat the spirit that's at work in our culture. So I'm going to recap these for us. Key number one is transformation is greater than information. Key number two, obedience is greater than ambition. Key number three, pace is greater than grind. Key number four, dependence is greater than self-reliance. And key number five, intentional is greater than accidental. I want to thank you for tuning in today. For those of you that are longtime listeners, a special thank you uh, for being a part of the Dad in the Trenches journey. You guys, those that I've been able to connect with over the last two years, really, um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for the, the dad that you're seeking to become, the transformation you're trying to bring in your life and the life of your family. This is an important work that we're doing, both as husbands and as fathers and leading families and um, living lives of consequence that lead to legacy. I hope that these five keys have been something that you can grab a hold of and that will in some way be transformational for you. Um, again, it is information. What you do with it and how you apply it ultimately is what's going to bring about change. To this point of living intentionally, if you don't have a plan or accountability for living intentionally, you're really you're probably going to end up still being accidental. There'll be a little change for a week or two, maybe even a month. Um, but it won't last. And so this is the importance, one, of community for you and a spiritual community of like-minded brothers that will hold each other accountable, that will sharpen sharpen you, and that you can help sharpen others. If you don't have that, however, that's something that you're looking for, that you want to be engaged with in some capacity, uh, I would actually like to invite you, as a Dad in the Trenches listener, to consider coaching and to consider uh, what I'm doing in my business. I deal with both corporate clients as well as individual coaching and um, would love to have some conversation with you around that if that's something you're interested in. Uh, the best place to check that out is to go to www.leadershift21.com That's shift, S-H-I-F-T 21.com leadershift21.com that will actually be a landing page that redirects you to my company webpage, and from there you can find links uh, to you know schedule a time on my calendar for us to talk a little bit to go through what that is. Coaching with coaching there is a charge, uh, but you being a dad in the trenches listener, uh, let me know, and uh, I will actually extend some discount to you as well. But whatever you do, please do something, whether it's locking arms with some guys locally or whether that's you know you need a resource like myself to reach out to have something formal calendar on the books 
as we talked about, transformation is critical and you need to have a plan as well as an accountability to see it through. Again, feel free to uh, reach out. Go to www.leadershift21.com. Also feel free to email me at hello at dadinthetrenches.com. I'll also put that in the show notes so you have that as well accessible um, from today's episode. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast so you can catch the next update whenever that happens, also follow uh, Dad in the Trenches on Instagram and find updates there as well. I'm going to pray for us now and then we'll be done for the day. So Father, I thank you for these dads in the trenches and those listening. I pray, Jesus, that any of these keys for life with you would resonate with them today. I pray, just as deep calls unto deep, I pray that your spirit would call them and draw them deeper. I pray that if there are areas needing transformation in their life, that you would kindly show them. If there's areas where they need more obedience in their life and to to follow after you and what you're asking them to do, God, would you kindly show them? There's areas where they're just grinding away and they need your pace, God. I pray that you would open their eyes to see. And where there are areas where either they've bought into self-reliance or stoicism, that they would turn God and find their dependency and their source and their strength in you and you alone. And I pray, God, where there is accidental living, that you would uh, stoke a fire for intentionality in their hearts. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Dad in the Trenches. Take care, and God bless.